What is up, divers? Welcome in to the Deep Dive Fantasy Football Podcast, where I take a deep analytical look at fantasy football and combine it with a common sense approach to lead us to some titles. I'm your host, Brandon Gabor, and before we get started, remember you can follow me on Twitter at Deep Dive FF, Instagram at Deep Dive Fantasy Football, and as always, check out the website, deepdivefantasyfootball.com, which is always popping during the offseason. With that being said, let's get to the content. What's up, divers? Welcome into the Deep Dive Fantasy Football Podcast. We are running a super flex PPR mock draft with my guy, Sam. Not somebody that we've had before, so I'm going to let him introduce himself. Sam, how's it going? Uh, it's good, man. I'm glad to be here. It's uh, about time we've collabed, especially after our Rojo bonding last year before the season. Um, so I'm good to, glad to be here. Uh, if you guys don't know who I am, I'm FFball all day on Twitter. Head of the Fantasy Scouts, um, you can check out all of our website and information at ffballallday.com or patreon.com slash fantasy scouts. All right, that's ffballallday on Twitter. And so we're going to start, we're going to just start right away. We're at the fifth spot in this Superflex mock draft. We are using the Fantasy Pros mock draft simulator. I'm sure you guys remember my last episode when we used the fantasy pros mock draft simulator wasn't really up to date justin jefferson was falling to the fifth round and a bunch of ridiculous stuff like that the adp i have checked it is fixed now so that's good to go and to start off the draft we had patrick mahomes go at the 101 christian mccaffrey at the 102 kyler murray at the 103 and then dalvin cook at 104 so we've got the top two in my opinion quarterbacks off the board some of the top running backs off the board Sam, I'm going to let you make our first pick. I'm going to make the picks for the even rounds. You'll make the picks for the odds. We'll discuss it. So at 105, who are you thinking about and who are you going to take for us here in a super flex? Um, see, typically I'm a big running back early kind of guy. Um, I, I always build my teams to win now, and it really, really helps to have um, those star running backs, in my opinion. Um, so we had... I want to double check. We had Mahomes, CMC, um, then Dalvin, right? And Kyler Murray. Yeah. I see it's tough. I do. I, I don't see because it's when you collab with somebody, it's hard to know because you don't know what their strategy is, but I know what like mine is. So I'm going to stick with my strategy and I'm looking here at Saquon Barkley um, I know there's a little people a little worried about his injuries, but I am not. I think he's a star. I think getting him, I think getting the guy last year who was the consensus 1.02 at fifth overall is something I'm excited about. I'm going to smash Saquon here at 1.5. All right, so we're going to take Saquon then. And honestly, I'm fine if you that we took Saquon, as long as it was a running back or quarterback. I am not a fan of wide receivers super high yeah. in dynasty drafts. I like to get those stud running backs or those stud quarterbacks. There are way too many, way too many wide receivers that I like late. And so that is the reason that I like us taking a quarterback or a running back. So that's Saquon. Now we can talk about who went off the board since then. After Saquon was Josh Allen, which is somebody that I would have debated versus Saquon, and then Alvin Kamara, Devontae Adams, Jonathan Taylor, Lamar Jackson, so that's the fourth quarterback off the board, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Justin Jefferson, D.K. Metcalf, 
Dak Prescott as the quarterback five off the board, DeAndre Hopkins, and then somebody took the risk. The person who took Josh Allen also took Deshaun Watson at 207. So now we are back on the board. And this one is my pick. So I'm going to go ahead and look at who we've got here. The best running backs available, in my opinion, DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, hmm, Miles Sanders, Antonio Gibson. So we've got those guys. And then the best wide receivers available are Stephon Diggs, Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, who I like a lot, CeeDee Lamb. But I really want us to get a quarterback. And Justin Herbert is still on the board. He's my highest-ranked quarterback. I think that would be very nice for a super flex league. We don't want to wait too long. Already six off the board. And I do like having one of those top-tier guys. So I'm going to take Justin Herbert and then see who falls to us in the third and then let you go ahead and make that pick. So after Justin Jefferson was George Kittle, it's a great pick. You love those elite tight ends. He's also super young. And after George Kittle went Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, that's way too high. Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins at 301, I think that's too high. Stephon Diggs, Aaron Jones, and Joe Burrow. So only one more quarterback off the board. You heard some of the running backs. So where are you leaning? And also, did you have any thoughts on the Justin Herbert pick? Uh, I didn't mind the Justin Herbert pick. Um I mean, he's, uh, you know, arguably, you know, a dynasty QB one, and then you could get someone like Ryan Tannehill in a few rounds. Um, And a lot of the certified running backs were already off the board. Um, And I usually go running backs early. Um, But in the third here, I'm looking at locking down the other position of scarcity um, and, you know, getting a superstar at the tight end position is a huge advantage. And I want to play for longevity as well. So I'm going to go with Darren Waller here, three three 3.5. Darren Waller. All right, I like that. So I actually really like that pick. He was somebody I definitely would have considered there. And another person that I would have really liked there was DeAndre Swift. He's my seventh, I believe, ranked running back. Yes, he's my seventh ranked running back in PPR. But Darren Waller, it is. And then we're going to see who makes it back. Like I said, I'm a huge proponent of wide receiver late, so I'm probably not going to be taking a wide receiver unless there's something atrocious, like somebody who should not be on the board that is. So let's look at the draft board. Let's see who went. Right after we took Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey went, and then Michael Thomas, DeAndre Swift. We got some quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Austin Eckler, Terry McLaurin. That's a great value pick at 311 in my opinion. He's a top eight wide receiver for me in Dynasty. Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders, Aaron Rodgers, and Chris Godwin. So that's who we've got. That sucks. I really was... Chris Godwin would have been the only receiver I would have pulled the trigger on because he's my wide receiver four. What do you think about Chris Godwin, by the way? I think he's one of the best players in the league, and I think um, he's in a pass-heavy offense, but I don't think he's going to... He's somebody that I'm confused on and because I know the talent's there and I know the situation is there, but there's so many mouths to feed that he took a little bit of a dip last year. Um, and I think he'll be a wide receiver one, but I don't think he'll ever reach that 2019 level that he did prior. See, I don't think he will this year, but I think for the future, he's not even, he's going to be 25 during this next football season. And we only signed him 
to a one-year deal. Well, we didn't even sign him. It was a franchise tag. So after this year, either whether we bring back AB or whatnot, Gronk is probably gone. Probably not going to have Antonio Brown. It's probably going to be the Mike Evans, Chris Godwin show. That's if we re-sign him. If not, he lands on a new team with a super expensive contract where he's probably pulling in 140 targets. He's never seen that type of target share, and he's always been one of the most efficient wide receivers on fantasy points per target so if he gets those targets i absolutely love him i think he has the ceiling it just depends on what happens after this year is over but i agree with you i think this season he'll probably be a back-end wide receiver one he was also dealing with injury injury as well but with all that said i'm gonna make the next pick for us so so far we have justin herbert saquon barkley and darren waller so that's cool i actually don't really have many darren waller shares and haven't really taken him, so it's a nice spin. It's part of the reason I love bringing people on and doing this type of exercise. So looking at who we've got here, we've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I still like him a pretty decent amount. He's like my running back 12. We've got James Robinson. Running back is getting really thin because after that, it doesn't look good. It really doesn't. Chris Carson is the next best, and we know he's going to be done here soon. So I'm really thinking about leaning Clyde. I don't have any superstar elite wide receivers on the board. So I'm going to ask you for your opinion here because there is CeeDee Lamb. Where where would you go between CeeDee Lamb and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Um, I'd probably go CeeDee. Um, I love Clyde. Um, I think, you know, he's being vastly underrated. But, uh, you know, he's, he's fine. He's your RB2 and he's got the RB1 upside. But I also think CeeDee Lamb is our already one one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I think he's just getting started. Um, and at the end of this year, he'll be one of those guys where if he's your one, he'll be absolutely ecstatic. Um, and looking at our team, you know, where we are and what we've got going, you know, running back is thin. Like you said, I, I'm not opposed to taking Clyde for value. Um, and then just hitting on the wide receivers later. Because if you don't have, you know, those two running backs, you're always a little bit worried, but you can find wide receivers later. So I. It sounds like you're talking yourself into Clyde now. Yeah, but that's like, it's funny. That's what I was saying. I was like, I started saying, oh, let's go CD. But as I'm talking, I'm kind of talking myself into it. And if this was a real draft in a real league, this is where I would trade back, um, you know, and, and start accumulating you know, the, the value in mopping up the fifth and sixth and seventh rounds. Um, and I think in the fourth round to get someone like Clyde who has that potential, I'm going to go Clyde. All right. Um, that's, that's perfect. Cause I just took Clyde. I'm just looking at that running back scarcity and I'm like, man, if we pass on Clyde here, he's going to go and then we're going to be screwed at running back, especially in terms of projecting into the future with getting a young guy, because all we would have had left would be scraps of, Chris Carson or James Conner or Melvin Gordon. Ronald Jones, I mean, I know you and me like him, but he we, we don't know if he's going to have a starting job in the future, right? It doesn't right. seem like for some reason Bruce Arians ever wants to fully commit to him. They just re-signed Fournette. So I took Clyde and immediately after, CeeDee Lamb. Then Keenan Allen. I'm not going to, as we get deeper in the, the draft, it's going to get kind of exhausting to say every single person that gets picked. So I'm going to just hit on the notable ones. DJ Moore also went at 501. Crazy how far he's dropped. He was just a second rounder last year. Brandon Ayuk went at 503. Kenny Galladay with the Giants now at 504. So now we're back on the clock. And I'll just give you some of the people that definitely stick out to me and 
curious what your thoughts are. T. Higgins is still on the board. Mike Evans. Mike Evans is still on the board. I know a lot of people like Deontay Johnson. He's there. Then we've got some quarterbacks. Carson Wentz, Tua, Juju Smith-Schuster. Is there anybody that you've been like hoping, I would say, like Jerry Judy or anybody that you've liked that I've said so far? No. Um, looking at you know the, the first two guys you mentioned. T. Higgins, Mike I, Evans. I, I really like T. Higgins. I think he's a really good football player, but I think he – He's a, he's not an alpha, and I think that they want to bring somebody in who can be an alpha. He'll be a great player for a long time, but you know you have Mike Evans sitting there, and it's hard to not take Mike Evans and then swing around at round six and pick up Ryan Tannehill. He's on the board, so I mean I'm with you if you want to go Evans and then you know get our alpha and then in round six take best quarterback available. I'm all about that. Let's do it. Mike Evans, it is. I love Mike Evans. He's still, I feel like, way younger than people realize. And he's probably he's got three, four for, seasons still. He's, a, he's, he's an absolute lock for 1,000 yards, 70 receptions, and like 10 touchdowns yep. every year. It's clockwork with him. Yeah, and especially if Chris Godwin does leave, oh, boy. Oh, boy. He gets back up to that 150 target, 160 target type seasons. That would just be insane. So let's yeah. take Mike Evans. And then some notable names since Mike Evans went off the board. James Robinson, T. Higgins, Noah Fant, and then, oh, huge quarterback run. We've had Stafford, Mayfield, Tannehill, Tua, Matt Ryan. So, yeah. So maybe we should have went quarterback first, but honestly, I'm happy with Mike. I really like Mike. And, you know, you never know what's going to happen exactly. You can try and look at who teams have picked so far position-wise. If you know your league mates, it helps. That's always something that you should try and get good at is when you're playing with people over and over, get to know your league mates. Know what they like. Know their tendencies. It helps you a lot in new drafts. So the best quarterbacks available, since that was the discussion previously, is Carson Wentz, still there. Daniel Jones, I'm not a fan. I don't know how you feel about him. Derek Carr, Tom Brady... Ugh. And then it's a bunch of backups after that. Cam Newton. That's pretty much well, it. Well, right now. Um, well, okay. Well, before we do that, who are the, some of the other better players available? Because um, I don't want to take lock and or like. Yeah. No, I feel what you're saying. I got you. So we've got Juju Smith-Schuster. That wouldn't be a bad pick in my opinion. Cooper Cup. Chase Claypool. Jerry Judy. Julio Jones. DJ Chark. Tyler Boyd, love that man. I am the Boyd man. Everyone knows it. Tyler Lockett, Will Fuller, Kenyon Drake. Right. See, and then after that, it's like, eh. All right. Um, I'm debating right now, and I'll tell you the three three names I'm, ta- I'm thinking of right now. Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, and Chase Claypool. And those are the three names I'm thinking with right now. Odds are, you know, if we, if we go Claypool here, we can swing around and get one of those two quarterbacks. But you think you're really so. playing. You're really playing with fire. Yeah. Um, but you know Claypool is not going to be there, so you have to ask yourself, you know, would I rather have that upside for the wide receiver one, or would, do I want to take the risk on Carson Wentz, or do I just want to play it safe with Tom Brady for the next two or three years? Um, and you're you're looking to contend right now. And I've been vocal on Twitter talking about how I still think Tom Brady is a fringe dynasty QB one and people laugh, but he said he still wants to play for about five more years. He's talked about playing into his fifties and he just threw 40 touchdowns last year. So it's, it's hard not to look at that. And then I 
believe in Carson Wentz with Coach Reich. I don't know how you feel about him. I love uh, I love Carson here, actually. I, I like the youth to pair with Justin Herbert. Plus, I'm looking yeah. at the teams, the four teams that will have double or two picks before it gets back to us, and all of them only have one quarterback. So I do think we should take a quarterback yeah. before it's too late. I say let's go with – I don't know. That stack with Mike Evans would be super nice. It would be. Uh-huh. And he Brady is safer for the short term. So it's kind of just this is a decision you have to make when you're drafting. And I encourage people to, after they make made a couple picks, analyze your team. Do you have a bunch of young guys that can – you know, be good for the future? Or do you have a bunch of guys that they've got two years in them? And then kind of keep that theme going with your team so that you don't end up in the middle ground of Dynasty that everyone hates. You either want to be contending or rebuilding, right? So we've got Saquon, Young, Clyde, Young. Evans, he's still got three, four years. And then Waller at the tight end position, he's got plenty of years left. So, I mean, I like everyone that we have. I think they're all pretty young. So I would keep the theme going with Carson Wentz. But if you take Tom Brady, if you do want to take Tom Brady, we could do that. And then we'll just try and maybe uh, grab a Julio later on and other guys that can help us win right away. Let's let's roll the dice on Wentz fixing his career. All right. And I say that because a healthy Carson Wentz with that Colts offensive line and the weapons they are putting around him is 2017-esque, like his potential. And I think that that, you know, long-term could be just as viable as Tom Brady. Yeah, I agree. And hopefully they take a receiver here in the first round. I think they probably will and, you know, help that receiving core. Because really it's Michael Pittman and a beat-up T.Y. Hilton. But they have the offensive line. They have Jonathan Taylor, as you talked about. So that's cool. And then after that, Derek Carr was actually the only quarterback that went – or no, Derek Carr and Jared Goff. Then Chase Claypool went right after Carson Wentz, so the guys, some of the guys we were talking about, right? Then Julio Jones went, Juju went. So those are some of the significant names. So this one's your pick that we're at now. And just a recap so everyone knows where we're at. We're six picks in now. We've got two quarterbacks in our Superflex dynasty. We've got Herbert and we've got Wentz. We've got Barkley and Clyde. I love that combo at running back. And we've got Mike Evans and Darren Waller at wide receiver and tight end. So, what are some names that you're looking at? What do you think? Um, who are the best wide receivers on the board? I have a name in mind, um, and you talked about it last round, but I want to see who else is available before I jump the gun. All right, so there's some good wide receivers for sure, and this is why I liked waiting on wide receiver. We've got Jerry Judy. Oh, absolutely. We've got Tyler Boyd. We've got Robert Woods. We've got... Odell Beckham, Tyler Lockett, LaVisca Chenault. It, so most of my listeners know me, right? If I'm picking right here, it's either Tyler Boyd, Jerry Judy, or LaVisca Chenault because I love those guys. But then we've also got Michael Pittman, Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, Curtis Samuel. Right. So the name that I had in mind was Deontay. Um, did oh, he get drafted? Deontay Johnson, yeah, he did. Okay, so then the name that sticks out to me, and it's ironic because the, the one of the guys that you just listed is Tyler Boyd is the younger Robert Woods, a viable guy who gets – I mean, Robert Woods right here, he, he always finishes right around a wide receiver one, 
but he never gets treated as such. He was a wide receiver 12 last year, wide receiver 14 the year before. And in the seventh round, to have him as your second wide receiver, I think it's just – it's. he's also got Matt Stafford coming into town. I mean, like, there's a chance – and I don't, I'm not going to, you know, get too hot takey here, but there's a chance Robert Woods could be easily a top ten guy next year. So I, I want to go Robert Woods here um, and pair him with Mike Evans, and you know that's an absolute screaming value in my opinion. A guy who will probably finish close to wide receiver one in the seventh round, right behind Mike Evans. That is a match made in heaven, in my opinion. I love Lavisca and. Some of those other guys you mentioned, but for me, the security and the upside is there with Robert Woods. There's there's basically no risk with him. I mean, there really isn't, and that's what makes me really excited. So I, I want to go Robert here. All right, so we'll take Robert Woods, and we will definitely get a solid at least two years out of him. And so we'll see what wide receivers go. You guys know who I'm hoping makes it back. Oh, Jerry, Judy, and Tyler Boyd went. Dang, that would have been Vizca. That would have been sick. No, he didn't, so that's probably where I'm leaning. Let me just check the other positions real quick, make sure I'm not missing anything. You always want to check all the positions. Sometimes something crazy, someone drops. So, man, after we took those running backs and those young guys went off the board, pretty much nobody's getting touched. Ronald Jones is still there. Chris Carson is still there. Melvin Gordon is still there. And if we're trying to go with the win-now approach, Melvin Gordon is not a bad pick. Philip Lindsay's gone. Their defense is a lot better this year. It's very possible that they pound the rock early and often, and they're not playing catch-up 24-7. And Melvin Gordon has the receiving role. Then he's getting more carries. So he could be a really, really good buy-low for all of you Dynasty players that are trying to win now, especially if he's on a bad team. And he's a good value for that type of strategy. But I'm somebody who just loves age. Some people, they don't prioritize age as much. But I do, so I am going to go with my guy, LaVisca Chanel. I see him becoming the number one. I really do, especially with Marvin Jones signing there. It's a similar type player to DJ Chark. He's not going to hurt LaVisca. He's not going to take the type of snaps LaVisca was getting and the usage he was getting. So I like him a lot. Trevor Lawrence is a guy that obviously everyone loves. And they're a team that throws the ball a lot. They have a young defense with some nice pieces, yes. But they're not good enough to be in close games very often. They're throwing the ball all the time, playing catch-up, which is perfect for receivers, perfect for quarterbacks. So LaVisca Chenault it is. That's who I took. And then, let's see. After LaVisca went Ronald Jones, Chris Carson, the guys that we were just talking about. Um, and then, I guess, not too many notable guys, Devontae Parker, Michael Pittman. So it's your pick now. If you want me to give you an update on some of the people that are there, I can. Also, what were your thoughts on LaVisca? I like LaVisca. I really like him. Um, he's a weapon. You know, he's not just a wide receiver. He's a weapon. I mean, like, you saw last year he could line up, you know, in the backfield and get some carries and, Urban Meyer has publicly said, you know, how he wants to use LaVisca, and I agree with you, um, you know, and the potentials there. And to have him as your wide receiver three, you pick up in the eighth round is fantastic, and I love that. Um, let's check out well, – give, give me a rundown of potential guys – just like two from the top position, like of each position. Gotcha. Uh, so I will say, I know we got tight end down, and I'm not thinking of taking another tight end here, but it's crazy that TJ Hawkinson is available this late. And I've seen this routinely with people that tag us, you know, how we always get tagged in, oh, look at my mock draft, or people DMing us and saying, look at 
my draft and whatnot. TJ Hawkinson goes in the seventh, eighth round sometimes, and I'm like, I just don't understand it. I love TJ Hawkinson. Just real quick, what are your thoughts on him, and then I'll give you the uh, top guys at the other positions. Yeah, I really like him. I mean, like he's the top seven dynasty tight end, and um, he was the name that I had in mind, and he was the reason why I asked about all positions. I mean, because I, I specifically kind of waited for his name to be mentioned, and it hasn't been mentioned. So um, if he, I mean, depending on who else is available, you know, at some of the other positions, I mean, it's going to be hard to pass up on him right here. So speaking of those other positions, Melvin Gordon is still there. The second best tight end, in my opinion, is Dallas Goddard. Then A.J. Dillon would have been a nice name until Aaron Jones resigned. Kenyon Drake, Damian Harris, so pretty much empty at running back. Raheem Mostert, Leonard Fournette. And then at wide receiver, we've got Jalen Rager. We've got Michael Gallup, Marquise Brown, Brandon Cooks. Miles Gaskin is another running back that's available it's, it's getting pretty shallow here. If you go down a little bit more at wide receiver, you've got your Corey Davises, Robbie Anderson, Mike Williams, your rookies that didn't have super big seasons like Henry Ruggs, Denzel Mims. Mims is somebody that I definitely like. So that's pretty much what we've got. The quarterbacks, the quarterback situation is pretty thin, but I think there's still a few starters at the top. Let's see. We've still got Tom Brady if you want to go that route, actually. Um... He's the only starter left. Uh, well, it's between him and TJ Hawkinson. Um, the question is, if we take TJ, are we going to routinely deploy him in, this, in the flex spot over a receiver that we can get? Or are we kind of just hoping that we can get some trade value for one of them, one of our tight ends? It, it, you know, it depends. Um, you know, and Carson Wentz is a little bit of a risk, which is why the fact that Tom Brady's still sitting here in the ninth is it's hard to pass up on him. And I probably will say, let's go Tom, because if Carson continues to suck like he did last year and coach Roy can't fix him, we've got, you know, Tom Brady, who's our backup, you know, and to say that Tom Brady, who was a top 10 QB last year is your QB three is, awesome. I think that's a home run. So I want to say, let's go Carson or uh, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. And unfortunately, pass on TJ and some of those other guys because, like, you know, Brandon Cooks will probably still be available, and he's always good for a thousand yards. It doesn't even matter who's throwing him the football. So, um, you know, let's go, Tom. Um, All right. I, I'm down for that. I like that a lot. I was surprised to see that he was still there. So we went, Tom. That stack with, you know, Mike Evans. Yes, that's true, too. And immediately after that went Melvin Gordon. So, it's really funny. It seems like the top guys that we're debating every time always go boom, boom, boom after we make our pick. But after Tom Brady, like I said, Melvin Gordon, Jalen Rager went, Marquise Brown, Corey Davis, Miles Gaskin, huge run on running backs, Todd Gurley, Damian Harris, Kenyon Drake, so Zach Moss. Ugh, I don't like any of that except for Miles Gaskin. That That's a good shot, but I'm pretty sure they bring in a rookie running back. You think Miami brings yeah. one in? Yeah, they definitely will. I mean, Gaskins is fine, but... You know, you're living a pipe dream if you don't think they're bringing somebody in. Yeah, I agree. So just a re- quick recap on our team while I pull up the the guys that are left. We've got Herbert, Wentz, and Brady in a Superflex Dynasty. So we've got the security for now, and we've got some young guys for long term if Carson Wentz does get fixed. We've got Saquon and Clyde at the running back position. Then we've got Mike Evans, Robert Woods, LaVisca Chenault at receiver, and Darren Waller. That's a game changer in the tight end spot. So I'm feeling really comfortable with everything. I 
would the one thing I would change is if we were able to get another running back, but it's the name of the game, right? Everyone takes the running back super high. It's very hard to have more than two really solid ones unless you sacrifice a lot of the other positions. But Darren Waller was what we took instead of another running back, which I am completely fine with because when you look at Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, and George Kittle when he's healthy, they're giving you five points per game on average more than the other person's tight end. So it's a huge advantage in fantasy. It's actually a bigger advantage than having a stud running back. Absolutely. So let's look at the receivers that are left. Some guys that I like, I like I told you, Denzel Mims, he's still there. Darnell Mooney's there. I like him a lot too. Jamison Crowder, if we're trying to find like a safer guy, but I feel really confident with the guys we have now, so I kind of want to stack that depth in the young category. So I'm probably going to go Denzel Mims here. There's not really anybody I think comes close to him with who's left because I really think he can be the number one. Maybe it takes a year. Maybe Corey Davis gets a little bit more work, but I think it'll happen by next year. What are your thoughts on Denzel Mims as I take him for our team? I think he's a very good like deep shot. Um, I think it's a very crowded room now, but I he has – I'm not – he has the um, like the profile to be the alpha, and um, had you know he showed a little bit of flash last year. Um, it wasn't much, but it was just enough to kind of let you breathe a little. But it was you know the system and everything was pretty bad. So I like it, um, you know, and especially as our wide receiver four, um, you know, the upside's worth it in my opinion. All right, and then yeah, I mean. I'm looking at our team right now. We've got four bench spots left, right? We're doing 14 rounds. We've gone through 10. So I figured it's probably time to get a running back, but it is your pick. But I'm just going to give you some of the top names on the board. We've got Raheem Mostert, David David Johnson, Leonard Fournette, ew, ew. Tariq Cohen. I feel like a lot of people just forgot about him. Might be a, a decent guy for depth receiving role. Gus Edwards. Philip Lindsay, that's pretty much it, man. That's really pretty much it. Um, I my pick is gonna make me mad, and I don't like this, especially being a huge Ronald Jones guy. And oh man, and understanding he's the better player, but it's very apparent to me that they brought him back um, to use him, and I don't think they should have. You know, being the homer that I am, but he's coming back. He was the starter down the stretch. I know Ronald, had, you know, had the broken thumb and you know some COVID issues, but Leonard looked. I mean, during the playoffs, I know you don't want to get too over ambitious about what you see in the playoffs, but he did well enough that they you know brought him back, and you you could have made an argument he was Super Bowl MVP. And to get somebody with the upside that he has and the potential, you know workhorse ability as much as I don't want him to um in the 11th round it pains me but I feel like we have to go Leonard here um you know and all right let's just move on I mean that's (laughs) (laughs) that's fine we'll take Leonard uh I'm on board with you with the pain though it does it pains me to take him too but I will add one constructed piece to that that you just like what you just laid out for Leonard is that he did sign a one-year deal, so maybe he lands somewhere else next year with another good role if he has a good run with us this year with the Bucks. Yeah, so absolutely. we'll see what happens. So we've got 
Leonard Fournette as our third running back now. We did desperately need some running back depth. And I'm looking at the running backs. Man, let's see. Is Tariq Cohen still there? It doesn't look like it. Did they take him already? Dang. Let's look at the draft board. So after we took Leonard Fournette, went Tariq Cohen, Raheem Mostert, Tony Pollard. Oh, that's actually a pretty good sleeper there. Devin Singletary. And then we had some tight ends. Dallas Goddard, Mike Kosicki, Robert Tanyan. Dallas Goddard in the 11th round, at the back of the 11th round, that's some nice value too. I think that was a pretty good pick. What are your thoughts on Dallas Goddard? I really like him. I think he's you know, a possession tight end who was clearly better than Zach Ertz last year. Um, and he's been better for probably a few years, in my opinion. Um, the Eagles are really good at drafting and developing possession tight ends. And, you know, I think uh, Dallas Goddard has a pretty large coming out party this year. Yeah, I agree. I think the only thing that really could ruin a Dallas Goddard season would be Jalen Hurts if he just ends up running the ball a bunch and they just do this, like, nonsense where they throw the ball 20 times 25 times a game which I don't think that would be the case but it could be and also if they bring in a Kyle Pitts or a a Devonta Smith or something that could be part of it but he's just a good player he's a young player and he's somebody that I think has a good bright future in the NFL so good pick there I think I'm gonna double tap running back you just took Leonard Fournette I like Philip Lindsay he's a good player he's not too old and he's in a situation where Mark Ingram's been breaking down David Johnson's been breaking down it's possible that he does just become the alpha there so I'm going to take Philip Lindsay right here and then I'll send it back to you let's see who goes off the board after that some notable names oh Darnell Mooney just went I really thought he was going to make it back and then James White because remember we're picking at five so this is like a short turn that we just hit right so in that short turn Aside from the guys I just said, Brandon Cooks, Naheem Hines. So not not really too much going on there. So what are you thinking? We've got three, four running backs now. We've got four receivers. I'm I'm looking at best player available. Um, So you just give me a run through of just some of the best flex players. I like keeper running back tight end. It doesn't necessarily matter. Um, See who's available, and and I'll take the best one. All right. Like right now, since we constructed our team the right way, um, we can just start taking best player available. You know, some other teams sure. may need to be, you know, reaching for a need, and we don't have any now. So for sure, we addressed them. We found the value. So let's look and um, see. Like so, who who else is available? So we've got Mike Williams, we've got Jamison Crowder. Marvin Jones, John Brown, Preston Williams, Brian Edwards, Antonio Brown, Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard, Cole Beasley. Jeez. Um, Hunter Renfro, Brashad Perriman, Tyler Johnson, Donovan Jones. What about like tight ends or running backs? So running backs, super, super thin. The best one that we've got available is Gus Edwards, which was somebody that I liked in hopes that he might leave. But he stayed, so now, in my opinion, he's kind of just like a super, super low flex play, hoping for a touchdown. Latavius Murray, Sony Michelle. It's pretty rough. Duke Johnson is a free agent. Any tight ends like Irv Smith or anybody available? So Irv Smith did go. The best tight John Smith is still there. I, I know a lot of people are super low on him in New England. But, I mean, at this point, with the guys that are left, there's him... Evan Ingram, who I'm not a fan of, 
Cole Komet, Hayden Hurst, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett's gone, OJ Howard, Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon is a sleeper, by the way. What do you think about I, him? Because he, not for right now in our draft, but just in general, the concept. Because if they don't take a tight end, right, and there's really only three, maybe four really good tight ends in this class, Chris Herndon could be pretty good with a, a better quarterback. Um, I actually talked about that a few weeks ago, and I agree. Um, you know, if you believe that Adam Gase is a career killer, then you should be doing anything you can in your ability to go get Chris Herndon. So, um, the name that you said that stuck out to me that I kind of want, but I want to talk to you about would be Brian Edwards. I don't know how you feel about him. Um, I loved what I saw on tape last year. I know, you know, he started the season as the starter, but then got hurt. And then that really hurt him. Um, they did go bring in John Brown, but they lost two wide receivers. They only added one. Um, so with Brian Edwards, going back to how I viewed him before the draft, I was not the biggest fan. And I just, when I watched Brian Edwards, to me, he was a guy who won on 50-50 balls, contested situations, but he was somebody that never really had separation, and he's not a dominant figure. He's not huge. He's not very physically imposing like some of the guys who win that way with little separation in the NFL. So he was somebody that I thought everyone was a little too high on. But if you want to take him, I mean, I don't really think he's any worse than any of the other options. The only guys I really like at the position better than him are guys that are much older, like a Jamison Crowder. So... If you want to take him, I'm is, completely down. Is Jameson Crowder even on a team? Yeah, he's a Jet still. Oh, is, I thought he was a free agent. Oh. Are, are you? I can double check for you. Or I, it might be easier if you double check. Yeah, I'll double check because I could have. Uh, for some reason, I thought he was a, a free agent. Yeah, I, mean, I, I thought they brought wrong. him back, but we'll find out uh, in a second here. He is <laughs> and <laughs> I see it's loading right now and I just I thought it was going to load like half a second faster than what it did yeah he is on, he's okay his, this is his final year of his contract he's making 10 million dollars this year yeah oh yeah wow. that's right that's how I knew he was a jet because there were rumors about them cutting him but they didn't which I wouldn't understand why they would cut him it's not like they're close against the cap yeah, but I mean, they would. He's only a million against the cap, and he'd open up, you know, nine million. But what are they going to use it for, though? That's the problem. It could have been Juju if they would have got Juju, but you know, I. Anyways, um. But yeah, so like, for me, it's between you know Janu or um, Brian, and I'm kind of. I understand why people are concerned, um, but I also think John New Smith is a freak athlete, Same. and I think Bill Belichick's not as dumb as what people in the fantasy community think on offense, <laughs> and especially you know Cam Newton in year two, and maybe a Max Jones coming. Um, so is that where you're going? Uh, Sounds like it. Yeah, I think I'm going to go John New here. I'm and, fine with um, that. Just take the upside, and you know he's a very viable, safe tight end too you know we have our superstar tight end um and then if john hits like he very well could um you know they paid him like it so let's chase the money chase the talent here and trust bill because he can't draft but he knows how to pick up free agents yeah so after we took john we've had 
See, this is somebody I didn't mention earlier because I don't consider him a starter because I know he's getting replaced. Jimmy Garoppolo went off the board. Yeah. Sam Darnold went off the board. Darrell Henderson, Mike Williams, um, hmm, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard. So not really anything going on. So I'm probably going to just take Jamison Crowder here because I do think if anything happens, he'll be somebody that's a solid back-end wide receiver two or flex that we can just plug in. And we've got a team that's definitely built to win now. We've got some good young players at all the positions. So I feel comfortable going ahead and taking this depth player that can definitely help us for a year or two. So I'm going to take Jamison Crowder, and that rounds out our team. To recap, in order, we went Saquon Barkley at five overall. And then, oh, oh no, I hate when Fantasy Pros does this. All right, there it is. Sometimes, like when you finish your draft, they like cover the board, but I just got them to uncover it. So Saquon Barkley went at five. Then Justin Herbert, we took, and Darren Waller, Clyde Edwards, Mike Evans, Carson Wentz, Robert Woods, LaVisca Chenault, Tom Brady, Denzel Mims, Leonard Fournette, Philip Lindsay, Jonu Smith, and Jamison Crowder. I think that's a pretty good team. And just in case people weren't paying attention, it's a 12-team league, of course, super flex, full PPR. Sam, thank you for joining me. Is there anything you wanted to talk about fantasy-wise before we head out? And also, obviously, plug everything you can. Um. I don't think there's anything off the top of my head that I'd want to talk about. Um, I do have – it'll be out by the time the podcast comes up, but I've got a thread dropping tomorrow I'm really excited about with the Seahawks kind of breaking down everything they're doing um, and what to expect moving forward. Um, I dropped it early for the early access on the Patreon, and those guys were excited. Give them the day as a head start because um, I think it's really going to wake a lot of people up. But um, nothing in particular. You know, I just – Wish that Ronald Jones could get 300 touches. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, if you guys want, to, you can. You can find me at, on Twitter at FFBall all day. Um, we're also on um, Instagram and Facebook, um, Reddit, everywhere. Just the Fantasy Scouts. Um, Reddit's interesting, man. We yeah, post our stuff on Reddit. You saw me raise my eyebrows when you said Reddit. I don't even know it what it's is, like over dude. there. I usually just drop the link and get out because those guys on Reddit are very interesting, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, but, you know, and then you can also find, like I said earlier, um, the main website, uh, www.ffballalday.com. Got everything, all of our content, um, everything I know from working in the league throughout the years and stuff like that. So You guys heard that? Uh, you want to say that last part again? Well, for me, where I'm me working in the league? <laughs> yes. I still do, but, um, so, uh, yeah, um, you know, I was glad to hop on with you and, uh, get this done because a lot of people had been asking if we were going to collab and, you know, people got what they wanted. So yes, sir. I'm excited. I always love listening to podcasts. I joined later and just like listening, like, Oh, why did I say that? Or, Oh, I should have said that. Uh-huh. So I'm excited <laughs> to listen to this and I hope you guys do as well. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, no, thank you, Sam. And I hope everyone at home enjoyed it. I thought we put together a pretty good team. It's kind of cool. Sometimes when I do mocks with people, we'll draft against each other. Sometimes we'll draft like back and forth like we did. It's always nice to have different approaches. So glad we got to do that. Hope you guys have a good one. Thank you for diving deep on Deep Dive Fantasy Football. Peace.